0: Thank you for downloading The Parent's Guide to 13 Reasons Why podcast with Danny Huerta from Focus on the Family. For more parenting advice from Danny and other experts, visit FocusOnTheFamily.com slash parenting.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Danny Huerta, Vice President of Parenting and Youth at Focus on the Family, and we're wrapping up our podcast series, The Parent's Guide to 13 Reasons Why. And If you missed the previous episodes, I encourage you to go back and listen to those. You'll hear topics such as how to handle bullying, self-harm, and helping your teen understand why sexting is so dangerous. These are important issues to be aware of and to talk through with your teen. They all lead up to the topic of today's episode, which is suicide. You know, there are 3,470 suicide attempts per day for kids grades 9 through 12. So this is a very important topic, and the show all the, the culmination of the events lead up to the main character going through with this drastic decision of suicide, but there are ways to prevent it. So today we want to give you some tools, some resources, and we want to provide hope for you as a parent. Joining me today are focus counselors, Christina Chismar and Glenn Lutchens. They both work with teens and understand the strains and pressures facing our kids today and have worked for many years in the counseling field. Hey, Christina, Glenn, thanks for joining us today.
0: Oh, thanks for having us. Good to be with
2: you Danny and
1: hey, when suicide impacts a family it's often a surprise it comes out of nowhere but suicide doesn't just happen it's it's incremental it happens over time and many times it's under the radar for parents so what are some of the underlying reasons kids take their own lives what what is what is it that's happening in a child's life that leads to this
0: I think that we see a lot of kids that are getting overwhelmed um, are being bullied or not being able to meet the expectations that they feel are set upon them by parents and teachers, and they get to a point where they just lose hope. They don't see their, their situation as ever changing, and suicide starts to look like a good out to get rid of stress.
2: Yeah, there often is a sense that life really isn't worth it. And uh, so there's discouragement, there's despair. Uh, you you connect that with some of the mental health challenges that uh, teens are going through, and it can be an unfortunate recipe for suicidal feelings in, in our youth. Social isolation,
1: self-harm, all kinds of different things contribute, and they're unique to each child. Right. What have you guys noticed in your Uh, practice as counselors what have you seen what are some of the situations that uh, your clients are facing that lead to this decision
0: absolutely I've seen a lot of clients who've been suicidal and the one um, thing that seems to trend is that um, they're feeling that overwhelmed um, feeling they're feeling hopelessness not being able to use her voice to say what they need um so i i remember this this one girl and she was very smart um but she was isolated her parents were busy they had other kids and so she she kind of got lost in in the world and got to a point where she's like why should i live nobody sees me nobody um knows what i'm doing on a regular basis And I can't perform in school. I can't make friends. I, you know, just am not hearing from God. And so I might as well kill myself. And that level of depression and isolation and loneliness just consumed her. But she wasn't able to let anybody in her world know that she needed help.
1: How can a parent prevent the loneliness? Uh, just the 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 isolation, that feeling of isolation in a home, mm-hmm. where it's kind of normal for teens to disconnect a bit, right? It so is. how can how can what's the difference between a child that's isolating themselves just because they're a teen, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and and isolating themselves because they're done?
2: When a child is feeling. Uh, That that sense of of disconnection. There's going to be more of an extreme sense of isolation. They're going to pull away. uh, They're going to stay in their room just a a lot more. What normally happens when a a child, uh, as they move into their teen years, is just a kind of a gradual pullback. They're going to connect more with friends. When you see a person disconnecting from both friends and parents and family, that's really when there's a great sense of concern.
1: So when there's a big change, is what right, you're saying. Right, but,
2: change. Change is really the key element in seeing that something's going on that really needs to be addressed and talked about.
1: So why should I be concerned? Let's say, let's say my son or my daughter, their friend, takes their own life. And I had a I had a client that uh, had a, fr- a real close friend that took his own life, uh, death by suicide. Right, and we know that suicide can be contagious mm-hmm. so how can how can we handle that as a parent what do i need to be concerned about if a close friend is taking their life and uh, my child begins to withdraw maybe it's grief maybe mm-hmm. it's not
0: yeah well and it's important at that point to check in you want to have a conversation mm-hmm. because the The issue with suicide being contagious is if you have a child who is already feeling isolated, already feeling depressed, if they're hanging out with other friends who are also depressed, and they're all, all feeling in the same boat, and then one of them is successful in a suicide, then the others in the group feel like, oh, this is an option, so I can go ahead and do this. It's a way out. They got out. And we want to check in with them and say, okay. You know, are you feeling safe? Are you feeling depressed? Um, Do you have a plan to hurt yourself? You really want to to do a check-in with your teen so that you can stay on top of if your child is at risk or not. What if they don't want to talk? Ask them about how their friends are doing. Because teenagers, sometimes they don't answer those direct questions when you just, hey, are you feeling suicidal? No. You know, well, how are your friends? You know, are your friends having an impact with this person committing suicide? You know, how's your school handling it? You know, see if you can get a feel for it based on how their friends are handling it. And then that would lead into, you know, is that what you're thinking as well?
1: And what I've noticed in my practice is, Kids that come in with this issue, the most recent one being the one I was referencing, I was talking about earlier. He, he had said, he, What he said is he did not want to talk to anyone, mm-hmm. partly because he didn't want to remember any of it. Mm-hmm. Yet he was feeling depressed. He, he, the option had opened up, like you said, Christina, that yeah. all of a sudden the option is there for, mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. As we talk through his pain and what this means in his life and the other options he's got, yeah. began to open up ideas and doors for others, other ways to cope with life. Mm-hmm. And this was painful. He yeah. just needed somebody to hear that.
2: And many times when, when people talk it out, they're less likely to act it out. Yeah. So if they can start expressing what's going on to, to better understand the feelings they're going through. A lot of times feelings are mixed. A mm-hmm. person may feel sad, angry, disappointed, discouraged. And what, what, what is that jumble uh, mixture of emotions all about? and Being able to kind of express those kind of one at a time is really important for a teen.
0: Uh, And I'm much more concerned about a child who's not talking about suicide than I am about a child who is talking about suicide. Because if they're talking, like Glenn said, they're being able to let that be known. They're able to process through it. A child who's not talking is at a higher risk.
1: So as parents, how can we be proactive uh, to, to prevent a suicide risk? with our our own kids, our own teens. How can we be proactive on this topic?
2: I think the greatest element of being proactive is just being able to connect, taking the time. And it's not just about sitting down and having a conversation, even about suicide or depression or whatever, but just taking time and, and being able to have fun. It's often in that context of being able to, to connect with our children that they feel more comfortable and free to then express what feelings are going on. So th- there has to be a lot of connection in order for that opportunity to connect when it when it comes to the issues surrounding suicide or depression.
0: Yeah, and make sure as a parent that you're becoming a noticer. If your child is not um, talking to you, become a noticer of the details like are they still staying involved with the things in the world are they engaging in life or are they avoiding life if you've got a child who is is avoiding everything and everybody that's a pretty big red flag that that something's going on
2: hmm. and sometimes kids will make comments they'll make maybe an offhanded joke or something that has some some element of I don't want to live, or, or, you know, what is life all about? And those are really important, as Christina was mentioning, to notice and to be able to talk about. Tell me a little bit more about what you're thinking. Tell me a little bit more about what you're feeling.
1: And maybe teaching the kids to be noticers as well. Right. Christina, you mentioned the parent being a noticer. Yeah. The teen being a noticer of others struggling with this. Mm-hmm. And also, I love the phrase, is there another way to look at this? Mm-hmm. Because we get so overfocused on a certain thing that has happened, mm-hmm. and especially for teens, emotionally, they get stuck. Mm-hmm. And if they can learn that emotions are temporary, they're basically alarms yep. to what is happening. They give us flavor to the day. Mm-hmm. It's understanding them, and that's what gives us a mind, right? Yep. A way to understand what we're feeling mm-hmm. and then talk them through. Yep. And so... How can we tell between a child that's stressed or depressed because they seem very similar? Yes.
0: And, you know, when you're stressed out, you're still able to engage with what the stressor is. So, like, if I'm stressed out with school, okay, I may be stressed, but I'm still doing my homework. I'm still trying to participate. I may be overwhelmed, but I'm still fighting, um, somebody who gets to a point of being depressed, they stop fighting. They are getting to a point where they're so overwhelmed that they're not able to function or they're not sleeping, they're not eating, they're, they're just starting to shut down and you start to see that shut down versus being able to be engaged.
2: Stress will often increase the level of activity, may, may create some anxiety and worry but depression is more likely to slow down the the level of energy
1: Uh, and and those are great summaries of the two one is is energy going towards something the other one is unplugging and disconnecting what if a child just says hey i think i want to kill myself i I, i'm done how do you respond to that comment Mm -hmm. whether it be in the car or taking a walk or eating out out eating somewhere how does a parent respond to that
0: yeah, so I would encourage parents to really th- think about a acrostic called SLAP. SLAP is a um, tool that we use to be able to identify, you know, if kids have a specific plan, which is S. S is a specific plan. Um, the L stands for lethality of the plan. Do they have a plan that's actually going to be successful in in killing themselves A, do they have availability of the plan? You know, so if I have a kid that just says, oh, yeah, I'm going to shoot myself. And yep, that's lethality, but they don't have availability to a gun. You know, we can then have time to be able to get them help. Um, And then the P stands for proximity of help. So if they're you know, what, what's the timeline for us being able to get into a counselor or what is the option to be able to get into a hospital. And so as you go through those, okay, is there a specific plan? Yes. There's a lethality plan. Yep. Sounds pretty lethal. Do they have availability of it? Yep. Sounds like, you know, they have access to, to hurt their, themselves, um, lethally, then proximity to help, how fast can I get to them, and how fast can I get them help. And that's going to depend on whether or not you're going to call 911 or if you're going to take time to drive to the school and pick them up or if you're um, you know, simply going to alert the police as soon as possible.
2: And I think it's also very important. If a child says, here's what I'm thinking, here's what I'm feeling, and it's suicidal in nature is to thank them for being open and honest with you.
0: Absolutely. Obviously,
2: we're going to be concerned. We're going to be probably in a panic as parents when a child says something like that. But letting them know that took courage on their part to be able to mm-hmm. express that. So we want to make sure that we're affirming their honesty, even though we're hoping to be able to get them the help and uh, move them away from a place where they don't feel like there is any hope.
1: It's intimidating to, to have that moment right. where your child says that. I yeah. remember uh, when I was first studying to be a, a counselor, I had a roommate that said in the middle of the night, right, he says, I, I want to I kill myself. Hmm. I'm done with this life. Yeah. He ended up at a, at a mental institution for a while uh, and had to work through many things, had to take medication. And so I think the big question for a parent would be, at what point do I pick up the phone and who do I call? Who is it that I call when I pick up the phone? You said the police. Who, who else can Can people call?
0: Well, people can um, always call the Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 800 273 8255, and they will be able to walk you through how to get your loved one to a safe place. And then, you know, if you feel like you have some time and you're concerned about somebody who's maybe talking about suicide, but you're not. Um, feeling that immediate danger, you're welcome to call us here at Focus on the Family, and our counseling staff would welcome a call to be able to talk you through how do you walk through this.
2: And a local counselor can be extremely helpful. Oh, absolutely. If a teen is uh, willing to sit down, and I think a, a number of times it's it's a feeling that they've been holding inside, and so just knowing that they can express what's going on is valuable, and then the counselor can kind of assess where where is the teen at? Do they need some type of hospitalization or not?
1: Yeah, it's not a life sentence to counseling, right? right you're you're right. not signing a contract for the next five years. Right. I'm going to be in counseling. Well, in fact, I often encourage one
2: parents to encourage maybe a couple of sessions just to get past that initial, who is this man or woman? I don't know them. And uh, then they can kind of decide if there's a need for any further counseling or any other steps.
1: Yeah, suicide is is continuing to impact way too many lives. Yeah. We've known that here in our city, Colorado Springs, right. We've had way – one is way too many, mm-hmm. and beyond that is, is, right. is really uh, sad and devastating. And so if anyone has an inclination that they, they do have a child or a person in their family that is struggling with the idea of suicide and what's, what it's called is ideation, right, yes. in our right. professional mm-hmm. world – uh, but just the idea of potentially taking their life, don't hesitate to call that National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which again is 800-273-8255, or call us at Focus on the Family to understand what this issue of suicide is. Even other topics, self-harm, bullying, cyberbullying, all those things, please call and, and mm-hmm. speak with one of the counselors, a free phone call, and that's 1-800-A-FAMILY, one 800 a family. And so we, we'd love to come alongside you and help. Glenn and Christina, thank you for being with us
0: today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having us.
2: Great to be with you, Danny.
1: Excellent. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you've, from the passion of your, your hearts, you've loved to talk into these topics to help mm-hmm. parents understand these better and be able to help yeah. their teens and preteens yeah. Absolutely. with these issues.
2: There is hope.
0: There is hope. And, you know, I hear it so many times from my clients who stick in there and and they come back and they're like, I can't believe that I almost ended my life. I would have never been able to experience this. And, you know, they get to a point where they then are able to get through school or they get married or, you know, they've been able to get through the hard times to be able to find the freedom and joy that life has to offer. And so, you know, um, one of my mentors um, used to say, you know, people don't kill themselves at the bottom of the pit. People tend to kill themselves when they're almost out of the pit and they can't see the the end of their, their fighting. And if people can just remember that and say, wait a second, if I'm feeling suicidal, I've already gone through the hard stuff and now I'm almost out. So I just need to hang in there a little bit longer until I, I get to that freedom. So hang in there. It's worth it.
1: Just like life can have downs, it can have ups. Absolutely. And, uh, and also seasons in life that we go through much like our seasons that we, we go through, uh, in the weather, right? Yep. So if for you, our listener, if you're looking for more help on the topics of bullying, self-harm, sexting, rape, go to focusonthefamily.com slash 13reasons. Again, that's focusonthefamily.com slash 13reasons. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you'll listen to all the episodes.